What's up, everybody, and welcome to the iReach Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Robinson, founder and CEO of Construct Reach, a national consultancy and initiative that aims to diversify the construction, design, and innovation industries and empower a younger generation. Every single week, we are here merging education, industry, and culture with a variety of featured guests that you do not want to miss. So let's go. iReach. All right, what's going on, everybody? We are back for another episode of I Reach and got an amazing guest with us today, Tracy Hill. Uh, thank you, Tracy, for joining us today. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Uh, listen, let's get right into it here. You know, part of why we do this is to to highlight various stories um, of folks who have entered into this industry, who've been able to thrive, uh, but also they can just kind of just share some some good wisdom some good feedback you know as we try to bring these opportunities and information and education about construction to a younger demographic um, and so let's talk a little bit about about your journey how did you how did you get into this industry no i was about five or six years old and my dad was like you know i want to teach you something and i'm like well you know i'm a girl you know, you need a son for that. I don't want to learn how to do cars and houses and things like that. I was like, no, 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 no. And he was like, oh, you're going to learn how to make some money. You're going to learn how to get out here and do some things. And I said, okay, dad, all right, all right, no problem. I'll marry you. I'm going to be happy with you. Let's do this. Teach me all you know. I get out there. I'm learning how to mud. I'm learning how to do houses, roofing, porches, cement masonry, floors, uh, waterproofing, basements, electrical, plumbing. And I'm doing all this before I'm 15, 16 years old. I did my own prom. So I was just shocked. Like, oh my God, I'm making money like hands over fists. And I'm like, I ain't even 18 yet. I was like, ah, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I burnt out. I got burnt out on it. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And that was like, I want to say 96, 97. I said, I don't want to do it no more. And went to the plants. Went to the auto manufacturing plants. And from that point on, I've been doing manufacturing for like 15 years. And just the last three years, I say, you know what? I'm going back to my roots. I'm going back to construction. I'm going back to renovation and residential renovation and houses. And that's what I've been doing for the last three, four years. And I've been very lucrative at it. I'm content. I'm content. That's the most I can say. I'm content. Yeah, yeah. No, that is, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I mean, especially to be that young and and making money, right? Uh, especially when you ain't got any bills, really. You know, not the adult kind of bills, right? You ain't adulting yet when you're in high school, although sometimes we think we are. You know what I'm saying? And so to be able to still make money like that, especially with the kind that comes within this industry, I mean, that was, that had to be something that, that kind of brought you back to it. But you know, you mentioned something um, just about your childhood and how, you know, your stepdad introduced you into being able to to have a trade and being able to to build and create, you know, with your with your hands. And that's always going to be a need. Um, talk to me a little bit about like during that process as as you were going through it and you were learning like, talk to me a little, take me back to that mentality of when you were being introduced to it, but then also when you started to kind of pick it up and you started to get good at it. Ah, yeah. Okay. So, it was about, I don't know, I'm going to give you somewhere around like 88, 89. I was probably about seven, eight years old at the time. 
and maybe nine. And I was just getting out every day with my stepdad in the summer. Like, I didn't get to go outside like every other kid. Like, oh, let's ride bikes. Let's go, you know, let's go play hide and seek, dodgeball, you know, 5,000, throw the ball. You know, like old school games that we used to play, red light, green light, okay? You know what I'm saying? I didn't get to do those things as a kid. And my stepdad was like, oh, you don't have time for that. We finna go paint Miss Johnson's porch down the street. And, and, and I know you were upset because it's the summer, but uh, you passed. You you finished school. That's it. That's the wrap for that. Miss Johnson down the street near the porch painted. I'm going to need you to scrape that down for me. And once you scrape that down, I need you to pick up all the paint chips around the house. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I'm calling my mom. I'm telling my mom, Ma, save me. She like, I ain't about to save you, girl. Shoot, you about, you're down there working. You'll be all right. I'm going to have dinner ready when you get back. My face just dropped. Sure, no problem. Miss Johnson porch turned out to be Mr. Anderson's uh, roof. Turned out to be Miss Mayfield's fence. I'm like, oh my God, we all over the neighborhood. Before you know it, I had a Rolodex that was so big by the time I was 19 years old. I'm good at it. I'm waking up every day, probably 16, 17 years old, telling, you know, my friends who tell us, let's go to the mall and get our hair and nails done. I'm like, man, I wish I could, but I got to go do this plumbing job over here. I got to sweat these pipes and do this plumbing job. They're like, what? Maybe I'll let your stepdad do that. And I'm like, no, no. See, I told the lady I was coming over because my dad said, don't lie to customers. If you're going to be honest with them, be honest with them. Be straight up with them. Tell them you're going to come. Make sure you show up. Don't be don't be bad at that. And I'm like, okay, okay. And I mean, I did it a couple times. I'm coming. Never show up. Be at the mall hanging out. Man, it taught me a lesson, too. Because one day I came back to a job and I said I was going to come back and I didn't show up. He had the job already done by somebody else. I was so sad that all my money was gone to someone else. I said, oh, this will never happen again. I'm going to be on time for every job. And from that point on, I was just, you know, anything I make a plan for, I'm there. I'm doing it. I'm getting it done. And it just seemed like it, it just evolved. Like, I was 19 years old, and then I bought my first property at 21. And all I can say to myself was, oh, man, I got a hole in the roof. Uh, they got no, they stole all the copper out. I live in Detroit, Michigan, but for those that don't know, I'm in Detroit, yeah, a house only as good as somebody's living in it for like 60 days. If no one's in there for 60 days, that house is gone. I mean, it's been stripped to the to the bones. So I'm, I'm getting in the house, and I, I find a house for $1,700. And I said, ooh, $1,700, are you serious? They're like, yeah, the house is bad shape. It did it is. And I'm like, bad shape, yeah, right. Is it standing up? Does it got a basement? You know what I'm saying? Uh, can I put doors up to it? Um, is the window still on it? Yeah, yeah, everything's still... Oh, shit, we, that's a good house. I'm happy. I'll be back. And for the whole summer, I worked on that property until I was 22, and it got fixed and finished. I sold that property for 46000 And 99 90 yeah, almost 2000 99 2000 I sold that property. I was so happy. I was elated. I mean, come on. I got a bunch of money in my pocket. I didn't know what to do. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, this is a good career. Ah, but I'm going back to the plants again. I'm going back, going back to the plant. I'm going to finish working in manufacturing, and I excelled in that in that field. But that wasn't my calling. That wasn't where my true feelings was or my heart was. So that's how that goes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you you see what you do and you know what you do good. And I mean, I do bathrooms, kitchens, tile work. I do everything pretty good. You know, and I'm meticulous to detail. All the ladies love to have me come in and do their bathroom like they dream. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's right, Paul. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I, know. <laughs> I understand. But you know what? I mean, that is, that's an amazing story, you know, because at an early age, listen, even, even though it probably seemed inconvenient at the time, right? 
because you couldn't be with your friends and yeah I, I i get that but you having this understanding first of all like you had clientele come on now you know what i'm saying like be, before you were you were an adult right so you you had work you had clients if if kids want to go and get something let's be real we we asking our parents can we can we do some chores around the house to get an allowance you know here it is you know you out doing work that professionals do that that adults do uh that make a good living at doing and developing and honing this craft and this skill from a very early age to where now being a very 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 young adult with 19 and then 21 you know being able to to be into the real estate game and being able to purchase property and then flip that and make a profit but then being able to do all of that work you know what i'm saying um i think that is a testament because that's definitely something that you know we see all the social media you know gurus that are out here that are talking about that as people want to become more well-versed in real estate and, and rightfully so you know but to to have the skill set to be able to acquire property um you know that is pennies to the dollar you know but to to put that value back into it to know how to do it so that means you're saving money in the process and then to to get that huge return on investment you know to best position you to either get more right or to be going on and doing other things that's definitely something that you know, I, I don't think a lot of people understand how all of that works together. And so you just sharing that story, I'm sure just kind of just sheds light on a lot of the practicality and the benefits of that as well, especially with the emergence of more CTE programs that are kind of coming into to school. Like they're starting to reintroduce career technological education, um, career tech education with all of these different clusters, including manufacturing, including construction you know, where they're starting to see, okay, if, if a young person has an aptitude for these particular career pathways, how do we begin to create an environment that cultivates that so they can move right into a, a career of choice, right? Because you you buying assets and and getting return on investments and, and stacking, you know what I'm saying, instead of acquiring a lot of debt, you know, which happens at, at 21, you know, so, I mean, that is that's definitely something that that can put a lot of young people on, you know, to to understand what their next steps can be, um, right. you know, being and then being, you know, a, a female as well, a black female where there's more representation that's needed, um, you know, whether you know it or not, you know, you are goals for for somebody else, because that's what the industry needs more of. That's uh, exactly kind of what we're here for. So, so talk to me a little bit, you know, about kind of as you begin to do that, and maybe it's tied back into your last story. But what's been what's been your proudest moment so far? Well, I'll be honest with you, Paul. Let me give you a little background on me, just a, a little quick, quick, real fast, and I'm, I think I can wrap this up in like two minutes, real quick. Um, so after I turned 19, 20 some years old and I sold that first house, I ended up um, going back into manufacturing. I ended up turning to the streets, getting into bad things, incarcerated, then released. And when I came back out, I said to myself, you know what? That was stupid. I'm going to do something with myself and I'm going to make a change. 
And what I'm the change I'm gonna make is, you know, how they say, you know, everyone goes to school and the first thing they think about is, oh, I want to go to college. Well, I didn't think about college. I thought about going to work. I thought about working. And things weren't coming fast enough, so I ended up resulting to the streets doing dumb stuff. And those dumb things got me messed up to where my record was so destroyed that when I came home, all I could think about is, I need to educate myself. I should have stopped and went to college and educated myself. I want to stress that education is so valuable. It's so important. It opened my mind and my, my world to, at the time, I was 29, 27 years old. And when I came home, I thought, man, I'm going to college. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. I get into African-American studies. I get into anthropology. I get into business law. I get into criminal justice. I started to open my mind to things that I don't have to live like this. I don't got to be circular. I can make a change. I can make a difference. I can succeed. So I turned around. I went to Detroit Training Center. We had a school here in Detroit who does residential renovation and gives you all those trades and classes that you need. Uh, heating and cooling, electrical, everything. And they provide the services for either re-entering citizens into society or just people who just get off the couch one day and say, I want to go and learn. There's grants and, and all kinds of money here right now in Detroit, Michigan to help you get there. So I went through the school and the program. Of course, I already knew everything. So I was like, hey, this is going to be great for me. I go to residential renovation and lead abatement. I aced the class in three months. Graduated top of the class faster than all the men. I even started the teaching after two months of taking the class. They realized I knew so much, I ended up being an instructor. I teach. I taught. I learned. I even learned extra things that I didn't know. But I learned more things. And I taught for a whole entire year, year and a half to help other women and men succeed in this field. It helped me get my footing so good that now I'm just, I want to say I'm not looking back, but I'm not, my account ain't empty no more. My bank account ain't empty no more. But it ain't where I want to be, but it ain't, I'm comfortable. I ain't waking up hungry. You know, and that's the main thing. People need to realize that just to wake up not hungry and not having the bills due is a blessing. That's that's the that's the golden thing right there. You know what I'm saying? And if you can just do that, put one foot in front of the other and get up every morning, we can make it happen. It can be a dream and it can come true. And if you know me, I will help you make it true. You know? That's me, Paul. You know, and I wanted to wrap that up for you so you can get a little background on me. But understand that I, this has been a long crawl to get here. No, that's good. And I thank you for sharing that, Tracy, um, because that is that's a reality of a lot of people that don't think they they have an out. Right. Or that that thinks that, OK, well, hey, this is all I got, you know, and it's important because like it's called reach for a reason, you know, and sometimes you got to come into the context of somebody's life, you know, and identify with what they're currently going with so that they can see what they next next steps are. Because if you just cast a lot of vision, you don't understand context, you don't understand where they are, even though what you got may be good and helpful. If you're not connected with people and reaching them where they are. And they understand how to put one foot in front of the other, you know, or they can identify or they can't identify with you. Then you go miss them, you know. And so you just sharing that. I mean, I'm telling you that 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 connects with people who need to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's the reality of some. And we want to to bring that hope, have somebody that they can identify with that understand, you know, their plight and let them know that guess what? You know, you still have that potential to become what you have, you know what I'm saying, inside of you. And your your book is not over, you know what I'm saying? And so I think you sharing that, talking through that, and then for for you to be going through that program, ending up 
teaching or what have you, I mean, you got, you had and you still have a lot inside of you, you know, and I think that that speaks volumes because some people, based on what they've gone through, what they may be currently in or who's told them no in the past, think that they don't have nothing inside of them anymore, you know, and maybe somewhere along the way they lost hope. And so, you know, hopefully people can see that, hey, you know, what may look to be a hopeless situation, there's still hope. You know, you're still alive. You still got, you know, uh, some breath in your body. You still got an opportunity to, yes. to put one you foot in front of the other. You got a chance to make tomorrow better. That's right. That's right. Put one foot in front of the other. And it's incremental. You know, um, you ain't going to go from A to Z in one day. You ain't going to go from A to Z in one step, you know, but you keep putting one foot in front of the other and you begin to see that progress, you know. And so, no, I thank you for sharing that. In addition to that, because that's already like just enough um but when you do you get the opportunity to to kind of share your story um often or on a regular basis or or with other young people that that are in your community you say do i get to share my story yeah yeah do you Oh, no, no, I don't. I, I just, I help those that be wanting help or, you know, like some of the customers, a lot of the ladies or men even that just need help with houses. I just help them out, you know, and I, and I make sure I'm there for them and I give them the, all, I, got, I keep all the resources so they can reach out to who they need to be reached out to. But no, I don't share my story a lot. You know, I don't tell anyone anything pretty much because like at the current moment, I'm doing houses and projects and stuff all over the city. But my day job, I ain't gonna lie, my day job is M uh, construction. I do material testing for the Gordy Howe Bridge in Detroit, Michigan. We do concrete and road commissions, you know, uh, material testing. So that's my day job. But, you know, I do this after four o'clock, you know, and I enjoy it. You know, it's something I enjoy. But, you know, things happen, you know, and you, like I said, you just, to tell that story, I think people need to realize that there is people just like you out there who got very very diverse stories and stories that they think that don't nobody want to hear or they feel like people don't care you know it's all about the ticket it's all about the money these schools and these trade schools true that it's a money grab but in the same sense what you're getting out of it is priceless you know what i'm saying take your time learn what you got to learn take your time and do something you want to do because the money and the funding is there just you know, and if you having struggles and and problems with trying to get there or uh, accomplish it or understand it, reach out and talk to someone. Someone is there for you. I'm there for you. You know what I'm saying? I can help. You know what I'm saying? And it don't matter. I'm worldwide. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm international. I can help you anywhere. You know, but <laughs> honestly, you know, you just keep pushing. You know what I'm saying? That's all I can say. But no, I don't. I've never really shared my story or told anyone. And honestly, you're probably the first person I didn't told my story to in the last two years. Thank you for doing that. Um, that context that that matters, you know, and and leaning in that vulnerability, uh, especially in kind of our day and age where what you see being presented, you know, is kind of all cleaned up. Everybody got it right. But, you know, we are we're all going through something. You know, you've you you have that saying that's out there. Everybody is fighting a battle. Right. That that you can't see. Um, and so being able to lean into that vulnerability, share your story, open up. You know, I am I'm inspired, um, you know, and I'm sure that our listeners and our viewers will will be as well. Um, so, Tracy, I mean, it has been a pleasure having you on. I am so thankful that uh, you chose to to open up to talk with me today, to talk with us 
and uh, much success to you, sister. You know, same to you, my brother, and everybody there. You know, thank you very much, and you can reach out to me anytime. I'm always available to you guys. Yeah, how um how can we get in contact with you? Let us know. Um, you know, you can get in contact me at uh, excellencepreferred at gmail.com or Tracy Hill at, uh, on Facebook. My name is Tracy Hill. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, the same name. I never change any acronyms or anything like that. Just reach out to me. It's Excellence Preferred. E-X-C-E-L-L-E-N-C-E-P-R-E-F-E-R-R-E-D. All one word at gmail.com because it's excellence that you prefer. Mm, thank you. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning into our show. Remember, like, share, subscribe to the podcast and join the movement as we reach to build a better future that we can all be proud of.